Good afternoon, Shadow Hills. Well, I always say that everyone here has got a story, an interesting story. And I have learned that that is true, and, and you don't, it's not necessarily true for all the residents. My guest today is probably knows more residents than any other one person at Shadow Hills. He's Hank Bierman, and he is the golf starter on the South Course. Hank, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. This is new to me. Well, uh, well, uh, well, I'm going to try to make it as painless as possible. <laughs> so, um, but let's we'll just tell your story. Let, let, let's take you back 90 years uh, to St. Louis, Missouri, mm -hmm. and uh, what was life like in St. Louis in those totally days? Totally different. Uh... Uh, St. Louis, in my opinion, and it's, it's shared by many, is the number one baseball town in the country. Boston's number two, and probably New York would be number three. I'm not certain of that. Mm -hmm. uh, but in my upbringing, uh, that's all I did. They had public parks, public stadiums, and my family, I was raised by my grandmother. My mother passed away when I was five. And I was raised by my grandmother. And they had to come get me every night because I'd be out somewhere playing ball. And you don't see that anymore. When's the last time you saw kids playing yeah, on the never. street here? So it was sandlot ball. It was not organized. It was just you and your Initially, friends playing it was that baseball. way, yes. Yeah. And, and this was something that you were good at from the beginning? Pretty much so, yeah. I remember... Uh, it, the, in fact, it's in that, that video I sent you. Uh, the first time I ever played ball, it was in the back alley. They don't have alleys here. It was in the back alley. My father threw the ball to me. I hit it, hit it hard, but it went right through a garage window. And I, you know, I was all excited. I was five or six years old. I'm yelling, home run, home run. And my brother, who was six years older than me, he was there, and he yelled, no, it's run home, run home, it's not home. <laughs> and he was right, you know. But, yeah, and, and from there, uh, they have municipal ball, which I played. They have high school and American Legion, of course. And then they have Cory League ball. And Cory, I don't know if it's out here. I don't think it is. But it's amateur baseball at all grade levels. And the Corey team, George Corey, he wasn't—he didn't stand that tall. Uh, he put it all together. And the team I was on, we won the city championship three years in a row. Every single member of that team, including those that weren't first string, uh, ended up playing professional baseball. And as I've said, you know, if, if you've got a team made up all of future professionals, it's got to be a pretty good team. For sure. So how old were you with this when you were playing in this Corey League? High school. It high was, school. So yeah, high school, between high school and the Corey League, you were pretty much playing all the time. That's all I did. And yeah. you were getting recognized for that. Yeah, I was on several different all-star teams. And, uh, I mean, my whole life was baseball. That's, I've, I've never had a hobby. I don't do painting or woodwork. Uh, but baseball was what I did even in the winter. In St. Louis, when you, uh, the, you have a sidewalk, then you have a patch of grass that's maybe this wide, and then you have the street. Well, I, during the snow, I used to run and slide on that patch of grass to practice sliding. But if you watch ball players today, they slide and they come up and they can start running. I never knew how you did that until I was sliding, practicing, and there was a tree there. 
And I was sliding faster than I thought, and I jammed my foot down so that I wouldn't hit the tree. I bounced up. That's how I learned. That's how they do it. If you watch them, they'll jam their foot down, and they're up and running. So you graduate from high school. Was there college baseball in those days? or There uh, was, but I was going professional. And if you play professional, like I graduated from Washington University, but I couldn't play there because I was a professional. So when were you signed and by whom? I was signed by the St. Louis Browns in 1950. I couldn't play in 50 because I had a year of American Legion eligibility. And if you were still eligible for American Legion, you couldn't play professionally. Okay. So eventually you did. And what, did. what, what, at, at what level were you? Were you? I started at C-Ball, playing in Wisconsin. I played two years at Fort Leonard Wood, which were the best two years of baseball I ever played. And then I played uh, in Class B baseball in Texas at the end. And uh, each one was an experience. And, you know, I probably, we're not going to do it, obviously, but I probably could have stories about every single city that I yeah, ever played in. Yeah, of course, of yeah. course. So you, you got as, I mean, it, it, as good as you are, and, and you know, we're, we're going to get to your being in the St. Louis Hall of Fame, but is the, the highest you got was in B? Class B. In, 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 in the minor leagues. Yes, sir. So the, the levels above that are A, double A, triple A, and then yeah. the big leagues. Yeah. So, um, so you were good. But you weren't good enough to... At what point did you realize that you, your future was probably not baseball and uh, you needed to find another career? Well, the last year that I played professionally was 1955. And I was married already. And I wasn't making enough money in baseball so I, that's when I decided I had to go to college, and I had to find a way to take care of my wife. We've been married 66 years now. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was, that was kind of that it. That must have been a difficult decision. Well, How old were you then? Well, 1955, I would have been 22. Yeah. Yeah, I was born in 1933. And, and so you, you must have been quite, had quite a reputation in Saint in the St. Louis area, mm -hmm. and I mean I didn't even know that they had local Hall of Fames. Tell us about the Hall of Fame and how you happened to be inducted into it. Well, it's really kind of funny because it started here at the golf course at the South Course. I went home, and my wife was out in the uh, driveway with a telephone, and which is not unusual. She could be talking to a neighbor. She could be talking to you, and uh, I was trying to get the car in the garage. She said, no, you got to take this phone call. And I said, well, all right, when I put the car in the garage, I'll take it. No, you got to do it now. Well, I've been married a long time, so I listened. And when I got out, there was a gentleman named Mike Stewart, and he said he's with the St. Louis, you know, Baseball Hall of Fame, and he wanted me to know I'm being inducted. And I was totally shocked. I had no clue. Uh, I, I'm very pleased and very happy about it. A lot of good things have happened since then. But uh, it, was, it came out of the blue. How many years ago did that happen? Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. So you, you left St. Louis 
1977. You, you lived your life in California. Mm -hmm. You still live here. But they remembered you from 50 years ago. Yeah, it was kind of a shock. I, when, when they had me at the induction, there were nine players being inducted. There were a lot of players that I had played with and or against uh, and they're all, they've all passed away. There's only one other and myself that's still alive, to my knowledge. And I have no idea where they got all the information. They knew more of my statistics than I knew. <laughs> but, you know, somewhere they dug them up. Well, as you say, that, that, that would prove why St. Louis is the best yeah. baseball town in It America. blew me away. I mean, it really did. The entire uh, operation, from the time they called me, I flew to St. Louis for the induction ceremony and to the time I came back. What I had hoped is that on that team that we were on that won the city championship three years, I had really hoped that those players would be there because there are almost, I think, seven of them are also in the hall, but they've all passed away. You know, so it's, it's kind of a thing. Uh, I've had a lot of phone calls. I've had people all over the country contacting me. And... Uh, it's kind of exciting. I'm proud of it. I should say. I yeah. should say you should. So you're 90 years old? For three more months. For three more months, you're I'll gonna be 91. Be, you're going to be 91. Yeah. You look great. What's, what's the secret to your longevity? My wife won, and I've just, I haven't, uh, I've gone through a period of leukemia, and I'm in remission. And that oncologist, I think, is the world of him. He's, he's out of Eisenhower. And he has provided, instead of just the chemo, he's provided medication prescriptions. And I take those, and I keep doing it. And, and I have to tell you, it's kind of a sideline story. He told me about, I'm going to say six, eight weeks ago, that there is going to be a seminar for all the oncologists in Eisenhower. He's in charge of it. And I'm the subject of it. And I said, well, do, <laughs> you, want great success to, story. Yeah, do you want me to be there? He says, not necessary. And I forgot about it in all honesty. But then when I saw him on a, a following trip, uh, he says, I want you to know that the seminar went very well. And I said, oh, my God, I forgot all about it. And I said, you know, how do you mean? How does the seminar go very well? He said, the only question they brought up, a pill that I have to take every night at dinner, it's one of these thousands of dollars per pill thing. Thank God somebody's writing it or covering it. Uh, they questioned the, uh, the wisdom of giving a 90-year-old man that pill because it's a very, very potent pill. And he says, well, you're right. He's 90 years old. But he looks like he's 75, and he acts like he's 75. So from now on, Bob, I'm 75. I just reduced <laughs> Works for me. 15 years. <laughs> but I thought that was clever. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so in our, in our the time we have left, tell us your best baseball story. My best story? Um, well, I, I, I almost have to think it would be Fort Leonard Wood because I played there two years, uh, the uh, battalion commander had my name under a glass desktop saying this man cannot be transferred. And the reason for that was he bet a case of scotch on every <laughs> game we played. And in the two years I was there, he never lost. And I also, on my team there, was Jerry Lumpy. He was the future shortstop of the Yankees. I played shortstop. Jerry played second base. 
And then a fellow that I'd also played in the minor leagues with, Bob Schmidt, who ended up catching for both the uh, Giants and the Yankees, you know, at, at various times. And Bob and I were in a home run contest. And the last time I was at bat in the Army, we, I had hit two home runs in that game. Bob hit one, so we were still tied till my last at bat. And then I, I hit a home run, so I beat him. And it's almost like that was the only reason I was playing there, you know. <laughs> if I can beat Bob, he had the strongest throwing arm I have ever seen. And I used to go bowling with him periodically. And, you know, a big bowling ball. The ball never hit the alley till it was damn near at the pins, excuse my language, till it was at the pins, because that's the way he threw it. He would loft it almost all the way down. <laughs> what yeah. a great arm. Oh, oh, unbelievable. I swear he could throw a baseball through that wall right now. Well, mm -hmm. not right now, but yeah. he could, strongest arm I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming in and telling us your story. For the audience, uh, Hank brought some memorabilia in, and so we are will display that links to that along with this interview. And uh, say hi to Hank the next time you're out there on the South Course. Thank you. This, is not, this chair I'm in is not electrical, <laughs> so I'm happy about that. And I had no idea what this was going to be. You made me very comfortable, so I appreciate Great. it. Bob. Well, thank, thank you, you for coming in. And for the audience, thank you for your attention. Bye-bye.